Oh, hello there. Welcome oh, to the Kind of Funny Morning Show. I'm Tim Gaddis. This is Nick Scarpino. Super high Fun energy. fact. Wednesdays, comics days. It is. Usually, it's me and Greg. Yep. Greg, doing something. I'm yeah. not sure what he's doing. Do you no, know what he's doing? I think he's at a doctor's appointment. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's coming in hot. He he's will be here. He'll be here to talk. You're just, you're just warming up the seat. I'm just filler. I'm just a good-looking, shorter filler mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Greg Miller. He'll be here shortly. All I want you uh, to do is fill me up, Nick. I'm going to fill you in every hole, my Hell friends. yeah. Let's go. How you doing? All of one minute to get into a sexual reference. That's all it takes. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm a little tired. We were talking about uh, we're a bit worn out today just because uh, we have not stopped in about six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. It is the Kevin Coelho bachelor party. Uh, uh, Extraordinaire. Set in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, we debuted the shirt We did. Where did Kevin? Go get the shirt. Kevin, put it on? No. I want the first picture I want of all of us to, to be in it. I want, I want it to be nasty. Yeah, I want it to be sweet and nasty. Uh, but we debuted the, the shirt that we're going to be wearing at the bachelor party this weekend on uh, Game Over Gay Show yesterday with Anthony Ingruber. Ingruber? Ingruber. I think it's Ingruber. I don't think you need to make it all fun. I want to say Hans Gruber. but it's Hans not. Gruber. It's Ingruber. Hans Solo. Um, Harrison Ford. Yeah, boy. Here we go. Here we So this is go. the shirt we will all be donning. Of course, you, it won't be a bachelor party if you don't have a bachelor party shirt for everyone to wear. And I know what you guys are asking yourself. You're thinking to yourself, holy shit, that's a great shirt. Yeah. I wish they'd sell it that is. shirt. Well, guess what? We are going to sell this shirt. On Monday, a limited edition run of the Kevin Coelho Bachelor Party shirt 2017 will be available on the store. Uh, It will not be a tank top, though. It will just be a black shirt because uh, I want to wear one as well. Due to market research, it shows that uh, our audience doesn't want tank tops. Well, it it also shows that we live in San Francisco, and if I want to wear one, I'm not going to be wearing a fucking tank top. That is true. We ain't walking around around tank top. I mean, Although I want to show up the guns, but I want to show up the full guns. I'm going to wear that shit at least until the next Bachelor Party. I still have the one we made for Eric's Bachelor my, Party. My mind. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Uh, what Root Boy Root says, what's on the fine print? It just says Kevin Coelho, uh, Bachelor Party, Las Vegas, Nevada. In the fine print underneath it. And then it's just 2017. Timeless design. A timeless you outdid design. yourself. It's yeah. a tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song as old as rhyme. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Kevin Coelho, will be in Vegas all weekend. It's going to be hilarious. Beauty and the Beast is a great way to explain Kevin and Paul. He, it really is. It really is. I have feelings, guys. No, you don't. It's true, though. It's true. Let's see. Uh, Joey Badash says, Tim's still wearing the hat. The hit, well, the hate from the sunburn. It's a little bit of both with the hat and the hate. Um, yes, I'm actually getting my hair cut today. Yeah, oh, good. I'm today's, getting my a, today's a haircut today. You convinced me, Nick. Because I am Just officiating a wedding in early September, so I needed to cut my hair for that. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, do I need to cut my hair for Kevin's bachelor party? I was saying the answer's no, but you made me believe. The thing is, the answer is yeah. my oh, thing is I, at, I just what's don't. What's going on? I like that, though. I kind of look like a mid-evolution Pokemon. Oh, he gets Where it's like, he has the shitty hair. I like it. Me too. Um, yeah, my hair is just a little too long right now. I want to get it cut down short, and the beard is. The beard, actually, for me, is the biggest defender. I just don't like. I scare myself in the morning when I go when I get up to no. go to the bathroom. Who's ah, this fucking Alaskan bushman staring oh, back yeah. at me in the mirror? Sounds hot. Uh, so I'll be getting my haircut tomorrow as well. Um, I just I don't like sitting by the pool unless my hair is like short. Yeah, you know, because then you're gonna go into the pool. And you're gonna come out of the pool. It's gonna be like Goo, like fucking emo Nick. My plan is Spider-Man to not get Nick. my hair wet. So I'm getting my hair wet. Bold. It's a bold move, but I'm trying to keep this thing. Well, not right now. It's not where I want it to be, but I'm trying to keep it where I want it to be when it's. Uh, it's important to, to note that Kevin is training Joey Noel uh, to be our third in line to help run this show every morning because we're all going to be gone in September a lot at the time. <laughs> um, but also, in, tra- in doing so, he is also watching an episode of The Tick on Amazon Prime right now. It's a trailer for our show. Oh, was it? Okay. A trailer yeah. for our I show. You, I thought you were watching The Tick, which, by the way, I was going to give you a huge shout-out for because that first episode, first and only episode, is pretty fucking funny. Yeah? Matt of Legend says that I look like Paul from Tekken, uh, but President of Death says, Tim looking like a Butch Farrah Fawcett. A Butch Farrah Fawcett? <laughs> I don't know where you got that, but I mean, dude, Farrah motherfucking Fawcett. Farrah gorgeous. Woo. I don't know where you're getting that she from. Is not that Tim's not, not great looking, but Farrah Fawcett in that, in that iconic poster God damn. that, uh, that, God that damn. Uh, John Travolta had on his wall in, in Saturday Night Fever, you know, where she's just there, like, laughing and, like, no bra, boobs out, huge smile, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, I'm so into it. You know what, Nick? I actually want to skip all the hullabaloo and the rigmarole. People know what this show is. Right. There's important news that we got to sure. get to. Let's get today. to it. Joey, can we please pull up the first and most important news story of the day? Yes. 
This comes from over at E! News. The first ever Cheetos restaurant is opening with an entirely Cheeto-themed menu. Yay. In New York! Uh, oh, but, uh, it probably won't be open by the time you're there. Right, well, let's, well, let's see. We'll see. Have you ever craved a deep-fried pickle covered in Cheetos? Yes. No, I haven't. What about a flaming Hot and White Cheddar Cheeto mac and cheese? I have, oh, and God, we've yes. made it. A Cheetos Crusted Cheesecake? You're sounding crazy, my friend, but I'm kind of intrigued. Okay, right. so maybe none of these have ever really tickled your fancy as the perfect meal, but now the options are endless, thanks to the news of the first-ever Cheetos restaurant. That's right. Cheetos is opening the Spotted Cheetah. Pop-up restaurant. The Spotted Cheetah. In the Tribeca neighborhood of New York City for three days next week. Huh? August 15th through 17th. Damn it. Ah, so close, Kevin. So Damn, close. Hold on. I mean, you can keep reading. The I menu just... features everything we mentioned above and many more Cheetos-infused foods, all curated by celebrity chef Anne Burrell, a.k.a. Based God 2017. Sure, why not? As a longtime Cheetos fan... <laughs> I'm thrilled to join forces with a snack brand that is truly an iconic American staple. I've had so much fun curating this spectacularly, specially crafted, one-of-a-kind menu for the first Cheetos restaurant. I can't wait to see guest reactions. The three-course menu, it's three courses, Nick. Yeah, sure, this, why not, why not? Will range from 8 to 22 and will feature a total of 11 unique Cheetos-inspired dishes using various Cheetos flavored, including Cheetos, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Hot Limon, Flamin' Hot Chipotle Ranch, what are those? White cheddar, cheddar jalapeno, big fan of those. And even the Sweetos flavors of cinnamon, sugar, and caramel. No, we didn't know those existed either. That sounds horrible. Once again, our fans have inspired us. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop there. What a goddamn story. What a world. What a, what a life. What a we've done life. it, you know? Trump's out here trying to fucking kill us all, but no. It's a, there's good in the you world. You know, for every for every themselves. action there was an equal <laughs> for every action there was an equal and opposite reaction. And if Trump being president means that we get an all Cheeto inspired restaurant, well then let's vote for Trump again in twenty twenty. How about that? No, I mean we got, the, we got the pop up here. On the plus side, I arrive sometime on the seventeenth. So maybe in New York you'll get some the leftover Cheeto crumbs. The thing is this: if you really want, like all this restaurant's going to be is a bunch of like tacos with Cheetos sprinkled on top of it. I'll just do that for you. I can do that for you, uh, Joey, son. Joey, can I we, can make you nachos can we go and back? Cheetos on top. Yes. We got to go back. Um, scroll down, please. Yeah, you got to see these fucking things. Holy scroll down a bit more. Those tacos are the most Look, let's just. Oh my god. Look at that. Oh my god. There's mac and cheese in the fridge right now that Greg made for cooking with Ray. I will just sprinkle some flaming hot Cheetos on top. I can't eat mac and cheese while I'm here, but when I'm abroad. It's not abroad. It's just not a different <laughs> Kevin aware. winks when he says abroad. <laughs> so here's the deal. That's how I wanted Gia's Cheeto mac and cheese to look, and right. that's not how that shit looked. Damn. She made it all crumbly. It was all just the crumbs. Yeah. I just want hot Cheetos. You're right. It is just hot Cheetos on things. Look, that's what like the world is. For instance, let's take the that, that middle picture right there. That looks like a jalap, some sort of jalapeno popper, mm -hmm. and they just they didn't even pickle. try. Oh, it's a pickle. Are those pickles? Earlier they said fried pickles. I, it's yeah, just fried pickles like crusted with Cheeto, and then they were like, you know, just in case, because it's probably not going to taste like Cheetos. We're going to stick a fucking Cheeto puff <laughs> in some dip right next to it, just so you really good. They're not <laughs> trying that hard on this. This one right here is that bacon, bacon and cheese sandwich with some Cheetos just stuffed in there. Yeah. I'm not feeling this that but much. Really? Because the Cheeto and the flaming hot Cheeto are nearly perfect. To just put those on top of something else, I'm like, why? Just give me the bag of flaming hot Cheetos. That's you said Dippin' Dots ice cream as a topping to regular ice cream. It's genius. It is genius. But what I'm saying, I, I mean, I'm a fucking genius. But what I'm saying is, if you give me a bag of flaming hot Cheetos or a bag of or, or Cheetos on top of mac and cheese, I just want the flaming hot Cheetos. It's just perfect and it's fucking perfection. Well, Greg made those wings that were like crusted in flaming hot Cheetos and they weren't They're, super great. That's what I'm saying. You guys, the there was a fatal flaw. The Cheetos powder had to be reapplied after it was all done. The problem is the Cheeto needs to maintain Cheeto consistency. But that's, the, that's what I'm saying. But that's Clearly on this one they've got the Cheeto dust, like the Cheeto crumbs on top of the mac and cheese, but then they've also just thrown Flaming Hot Cheetos on top of that, good, right? Good. You, you can't need cook the crunch. Those, though, it's the you, crunch, guys. The crunch I is the key. That. But then that's what I'm saying to Kevin is, Kevin, if you miss this, come back. I will buy you Taco Bell and just put some fucking Flaming Hot Cheetos on top of it. Now, and boom, see, call it a day. See, here's, you're, you're getting somewhere interesting. Not Taco Bell. Although that sounds pretty cool. I'm thinking Kraft mac and cheese with the hot Cheetos. That's what I want. See, that's I, what I'm dreaming I when I close like my that's, eyes. That's what I see. That's I don't think that the, the hot Cheetos will complement the cheddar. What oh, I think is I you think need to will. use that aged white cheddar from the Annie's little rabbit white shells. 
with the white cheese. I don't know about that. And a little bit of barbecue rib meat shredded in it. Lies. All lies. Let's get to the next news story. Is Greg here yet? I heard someone come in. No. God damn it, Greg. He'll be here. Don't worry about it. Um, this is fucking awesome. Is it? I mean, it's oh, awesome it's for Disney. Oh. And yeah. terrible for Netflix. <laughs> this is Disney an, this is, is a parting huge move ways with Netflix. The company said Tuesday uh, that it will end its partnership with the streaming service in 2019. Disney also announced it will launch its own streaming services and plans to acquire a majority stake in BamTech a major streaming and marketing service. Disney's cable networks, such as ESPN, make up the majority of the company's earnings. However, that proportion has fallen in recent years as viewers change the way they consume entertainment. The new streaming services are a way to connect directly with consumers and take advantage of new viewing habits. To end that, Disney is paying $1.58 billion for majority ownership of BamTech. You gotta say it like you said before. BamTech. There it is, thank you. Last August, Disney acquired a 33% stake in the company, which is a spinoff from Major League Baseball Advanced Media for $1 billion. Disney said it will launch an ESPN-branded streaming service in 2018 and a separate Disney-branded streaming service in 2019. The Disney service will be the only place in the U.S. That's key. This isn't affecting our Canadian friends. Yet. Where they can watch new live-action and animated movies from Disney and Pixar, including Toy Story 4, Frozen sequel, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. We know what Disney movies are. The ESPN-branded sports service will offer about 10,000 events a year, including the programming with regional, national, and international games. Disney's plans for its own streaming service come as ESPN has struggled with a drop in subscribers and ad revenue, as well as a round of high-profile layoffs and departures at ESPN earlier this year. What do you, what's your take on this, Nick? I think it's a, I think it's a huge step. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very, very, very big deal uh, as far as the way, like, in, in shaping the way people consume content going forward. Right. Yeah. This is Disney finally being like, look, we have a, like. Fucking through four out of the five properties that anyone gives a shit about. Yeah, we got Disney, we got Pixar, we got ESPN, we got Marvel, we got the Muppets. Lucas, we got all the stuff, right? Star Wars, yeah. So we have we have all of these these amazing properties. Why the fuck wouldn't they start their own streaming service? Yeah. Like why would they syndicate this out to HBO and to and to Netflix and all these play and, and Amazon when they could just take all of that like not, like some of the market share away from them? And, and go into it. And they've been looking for a place to save ESPN for a really long time. What I like about this is not necessarily that it's going to be the downfall of Netflix, because I think Netflix will fight back, competition being good. What I like about it is I think it's a step forward in getting people away from cable, and cable is stupid and dead. So that's my... That's, <laughs> that, that, that is, that's definitely a take on this. Yeah, I, I, I feel... I mean, this is a, step, a huge step forward in more of that a la carte programming that yeah. people really, really want. You know, like, I, I really love the programming of Netflix. I like the programming of Amazon Prime. I don't really watch anything... Like, if, like Velocity Channel, if they had their own streaming, that'd, that'd be done. I don't know. The car restoration, uh, Netflix, Amazon, I'm good to go. Don't yeah. need anymore. I think the problem with this is we're already reaching a point where in order to watch all the things that you want to, you're paying as much as you'd pay for a cable service with your subscriptions to Hulu and HBO and Netflix and YouTube Red and, you know, all these different things. Yeah, but, but the thing is, you pay, like, I pay over $100 for cable right now, well, right? Well, you're just what? really bad Why? at... <laughs> Things like that. Why? That's scary. That's just the way it goes. Internet? That's just no, the way not. it goes. Wait, <laughs> internet included? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the internet as well. Okay, we'll say that. Uh, no, I mean, you can't get a cable package without internet. You can. I pay $75. Well, I pay $100 or uh, $20. I think it's 115 bucks a month or something like that, but you get all the cable channels, right? Minus HBO. But we get HBO free because we just call every six months and go, we don't want this anymore. Long story short is, though, uh, you're, you're inevitably subsidizing a bunch of channels you don't give a shit about, mm-hmm. right? And that's the problem. Is like, I, I know you love watching uh, Bravo or whatever, Bachelor. Is on. It's on ABC. It's on ABC, whatever. Which is Disney. Um, which is Disney. There you go. So I, I know I know a lot of people like these out these these other channels, but I, I don't care about ESPN. I don't care about any of this stuff. So I don't need like I would I would rather pay fifty bucks a month for the five streaming channels that I like, mm-hmm. and then and then forget about everything else. Because I mean, there's like there's those there's uh, on our cable network. There's like seven hundred to eight hundred is like all the HD channels. I watch two of those. Yeah. That's it. I watch yeah, like AMC sure. and the Velocity Channel. That's pretty much it. You know, occasionally FX if there's if like Kingsman's on or something like that. You know, I, I think this is going to be a good move in the long run. I think it's going to be really annoying to people in the short term. It sounds like Disney's pulling stuff from Netflix starting to I think today on the ninth. So better watch this, Civil War. It is sucks. This sucks. It's not a goofy movie. This is terrible. This is stupid. We don't need, we're just back to, it's, everything's wrong again. It's all fractured, yeah. Nick. We just have cable again. How many fucking channels do I have to subscribe to to get everything? Yeah. And I won't subscribe to this, Disney. I won't. I refuse. You can take 
the kid in the house, Corey. I'm not going to watch that. Your Avengers, whatever. I've seen them in the theater. I don't need to do this. It's a bad move. It's, it's a, a great bad move. move. No, it's a bad move. It's a great move. Dude, how many Star things do you want to subscribe to? Star Wars just uh, it's on, it on Netflix. I just didn't need to do it or not. It doesn't matter. It's up to me if I want to. They're going to make a shit ton of money of this, and then finally all the Disney stuff's going to be in one place. Oh, yeah. But your vault. What? The precious fucking Disney vault I've he had to hear about for 34 fucking years. I think, it's, you know what I, mean? I think it's awesome. And I think here's another counterpoint to it, right? They're going to need to fill this with brand new content. So we're probably going to get a lot more shows. Not bullshit. I mean, yeah, we're going to get bullshit. a lot more animated Marvel like shows, things like that, things that I love, you know? Oh, wait. What's that mean for Marvel's Netflix shows? Oh, they're all going over to this, probably. You think I'd so? Have to, I have to imagine, Man, right? There has to be a deal. There has to be a contract, yeah. right? Dis- maybe there's a contract, but I'm just saying, like, for instance, like, they did uh, they did a great Avengers cartoon for, a, I think, two seasons, and they stopped doing it. They did uh, a great Wolverine cartoon for a while. Like, those are the things that I'd love to see on this platform. Hey, we're going to put these, this, these are the only places you're going to get these, right? We have the money now. We're like Netflix. All this subscription money is coming in, and instead, when it didn't make sense to do season two of Wolverine on, uh, on Cartoon Network or whatever the fuck it was mm-hmm. on, now it does make sense because you're paying for that and I would actually subsidize that you know yeah that's just my thing it's gonna take a long time to get this shit rolling but I think it's gonna lead uh, to better content knowing Disney it'll take approximately two months because they probably have a really well, solid plan 2018 for ESPN 2019 for Disney that's dumb I'm, I want it now I'm just make it happen now according to a spokesperson Marvel TV series like Luke Cage Jessica Jones and The Punisher will continue to live on Netflix for now animated series like The Clone Wars will move to the Disney app Existing movies from Disney and Pixar remain on Netflix until their current deals expire. Yeah, I mean, they'll have licensing deals and all this stuff, so. But I mean, I don't know. My thing is, like, I, I'm worn out on all the Marvel shows on Netflix anyway, right? I got, like, two episodes into Luke Cage. I'm like, ugh. And then Iron yeah, Fist, I didn't even try. Iron Fist, nobody I didn't watch. even try. Defenders is out this Friday, right? Is it this Friday? It's, out, it's soon, right? The reviews are up. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching What Hot American Summer 10 years later. It? I'm excited. It's, okay. I'm into it. yeah. it's not as good as the last one they put out, unfortunately. Gotcha. First, day first day of camp. camp. Yeah, first day of camp was fucking brilliant. But I think there's a, there, at a certain point you're like, eh, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's worn a little thin, the joke. Yeah. But Paul Rudd's fucking hilarious in it, so there you go. All right. You want to talk comics? Yeah, I want to talk some comics. Let's right. do that. Now, now, did you do Nick comic only related news before this? No. Did you see the giant breaking news? The big news. Our friend, mainly mine, I don't know how much you know Joey Esposito, oh yeah, former My IGN dude. guy, has been accepted into the DC Writers Program. Or what? Wow! So he's doing this thing for whatever it is, three weeks, where he goes and learns from Scott Snyder. What the fuck? Like a whole bunch of people. This is what they did. last time they did this was in 2015. Uh, it obviously spawned out a whole bunch of new DC talent for him. That's what's happening here too. So it's super exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, very good very for Joey. Congratulations, Joey. Dude. We love you. Everybody, send that sweet nasty love. To Joey Esposito over on Twitter. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter has the exclusive up. That's where I read about it. Uh, here you go. Joey's putting it up right now for people to see, I assume. Can you throw this up, Joey? Can people see this? There you go. Click on that one there, the Heat Vision one. Oh, no. Oh, because I'm so tall. I just come down. Hold on. No, no, no. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're too tall for Huh? American summer. Get ready. Get set, baby. Ooh, how is that volume one and two or just volume one? That's it. That's the entire, the entire run, man. Oh, that's the whole gadoosh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow that later? Sure. Cool. You didn't read it? It's really good. No, I fell asleep last night. It's really okay. I, I totally understand falling asleep. I get tired too, man. Played that Batman again last night. Again, did the right choices this time. Oh, oh. I got trophies. I got to do my yeah, candy. Greg Miller thing. Still pissed off Jim Jim Gordon. Thought I was doing the right thing this time. No, still mm-hmm. pissed him off. So now it's like you know it. what, Jim Gordon. Jimmy James Gordon. Batman <laughs> <laughs> and break his fucking arm. Yeah. Split his head open. You be doing that. Go show Barbara. Oh, yeah. Show Barbara the dead guy. Do you want to read this? Sure. Just scroll down just a little bit. Oh, it is up. Uh, how DC is betting... Well, let's go on. With high-profile comic projects like the Dark, Ni- Dark Knights Metal and Doomsday Clock waiting in the wings, it might come as a surprise that DC Entertainment is looking further into the future. Wednesday sees the announcement of its Class of 2017 Writers Workshop, featuring six writers taking part in the company's initiative to promote new talent inside its lineup and the industry beyond. Heat Vision can exclusively reveal that the writers participating in this year's Writers Workshop program are not somebody we knew, not somebody we know, Joey Esposito, Pawn Shop, Captain Ultimate, a bunch of other people I don't know. Uh, The Writers' Workshop is one of two parallel programs making up the larger DC Talent Development Workshop initiative, the other being perhaps, obviously, an Artist Workshop program. Mm. 2017 is the second year of the initiative in full swing, with last year's launch itself, a 2015 pilot program. So they go there, three weeks, they learn from uh, Scott Snyder and all these different things, and 
Well, actually, it's 13 weeks of training. I was way off on that. Uh, 13 weeks. weeks. <laughs> uh, well, well, I guess the pilot program. For sure, I read in the article about a three-week program, but it doesn't matter. This, this is Joey. so cool. So awesome. Good for him. Yeah. I remember when he was the comics guy at yeah. IGN. IGN I didn't IGN get to interact with him too much because he yeah. was down in L.A. Uh, but he was a big Power Ranger fan. And oh, I yeah. He still is a huge Power Ranger fan. I yeah. got to, to share the stage with him with the Green Ranger yeah. at Comic-Con. And that, that was fun. We had yeah. some good bonding moments over that. You did, yeah. I hung yeah. out with Joey couple times ago when I was in L.A., randomly, yeah. ran into him on oh, the really? street. And I was like, what's up, Joey? He's like, what's up, Tim? That's pretty much the extent of that conversation. I was going to say, you didn't really hang out, right? No, but we saw each other. No, but I actually really liked him. I, I was always very impressed that he made that comic app in the Captain Ultimate. Fuck yeah. Like, he just did it. Pawn shops, he yeah. Made a comic. Yeah, 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 what the hell? That's what he does. That's what he does. He's a very great cool. dude. And it was the artist workshop that was three weeks of classes. My apologies, everybody. Mm. But mm. let's talk about comics this week. Yes. Private Eye was required reading, Tim. Mm-hmm. Did you do it? Yeah, well, I, I read this years ago. I don't know it well enough to do the clap clap, sorry. I can't help you. you, you need another clap Can you bring me my computer, Nick? Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were I read it a long time ago. Okay. Uh, 2015. I, wanna, I read it right when it came out. Yeah. So I read it. Loved it. Talked to you guys about it. Did a whole God topic about it yeah. back in the day. Uh, last night, I skimmed through it. I didn't do a full reread. A refresher course. A, re- a refresher. And man, it reminded me of a lot of things I loved about it and a lot of things that I didn't realize before. Oh, really? I didn't realize how cinematic the entire thing is. Oh. It, unlike any other comic I've ever seen, so many of the panels are designed in a way to be more widescreen. Sure. Which sure. itself makes it feel like cinema. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. It gives it such a different feel, especially because this whole story, it's very noir. And I love mix, the mix of noir with so much color in this. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful book. Great art. Thank you. Really cool story. Do you need a charger? No. Thank you. Thanks for taking care of me. Thanks, big guy. Thanks. You brought the mouse and everything. Look at you. What a pro. Oh, it's cold. Is the window open back there? So, Greg, I want to hear from your perspective. What is the story of Private Eye? Private Eye is the story of a far-flung future. Here in these United States, L.A. Los Angeles. Los Angeles, as the kids call it. Um, There is no more internet. There are no more smart devices. Mm. In terms of what you're using. Uh, Long ago, in our era. In our era. Mm -hmm. Maybe a few years removed. Generation, the ADD as they generation, it. as they did call it, uh, the cloud that housed all our information bursts. Everyone's information is out there: contacts, search histories, photos you thought you deleted, all of your dirty little secrets, and this ruins everybody. Yeah, Every, everything's tossed into disarray. So the internet plug is pulled. No more internet. That's done with that, and everybody starts wearing masks mm-hmm. so that they can go about their daily lives and be whoever they want to be and not have to worry about. So this it's shit. essentially the internet is dead. So now they have to live the internet in real life, mm-hmm. so they can wear these masks to hide behind the anonymity yeah. of the whole thing, creating different avatars for themselves. One of my favorite scenes in the book. This isn't two big spoilers. Well, again, pretty, this is required reading. You're supposed to require. You, this is spoilers. We can spoil anything we want here. There's a, a scene where there's a funeral. Yeah. And you're seeing all the different people show up to the funeral, and everyone's wearing masks, and it's just totally different groups of people that you would never think are associated together. Sure. But they're all showing up at different times to this funeral, all for the same person, but it's because she had different lives. She was living totally different exactly. parts of her lives because she couldn't, and that's what the world that we live in. Yeah, exactly. Um, what happened? Up. Streams down? Yeah. So should we just keep going, then? Right? Because we're like, yeah, we're still yeah, recording we're, it, right? We're still recording. Yeah, okay. He says stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's m- mission critical information for us. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Okay. So what did you think? I, I mean, love you, it. So you've loved it from day one. I loved you it from day one. I, uh, the end is a bit ambiguous for my taste. I like it when a story has a bit more of a conclusive ending because I feel like open-ended endings are the artsy way out. I don't want to say the easy way out, sure. but they, they just make things seem a bit more thought out than I think they are sometimes. I appreciate when... There is a definitive end. Like, this is what they wanted the story to be. This is the way they want people to feel. Mm. There's no questioning mm. what, what you're taking away What did you think the real it. open-ending part of it was, then, if P.I.'s dead? Uh, no, then that's the thing is, I feel like that doesn't matter. Yeah. I just There's something about the end where I just feel like it... I expected what happened to happen. Mm. Where I kind of wanted Status to... Status quo, uh, cover yeah, up, I wanted a bit more of like a... I thought, it, I mean, it was interesting that I feel like the whole thing builds towards this idea of... 
the internet either coming back or not coming back. Yeah. And I feel like towards the end, it's weird to think that like not much changes mm-hmm. between the beginning of this book and the end of the book. Yeah. Right. Which I think is commentary, and that's what I'm saying. It's a little bit artsy because yeah, yeah. it turns in this thing where it's like, well, this is no matter what we do, this is what life's going to be. Like no, no matter how much you try to get away from it, people are always going to try to escape their realities and sure. make like create who they are and who they think they want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's the point of it, which is cool, but it also OBS just feels crashed. a little open. What's up? OBS just crashed. That's right, I'm recording now. Huh? So now we should full stop since we're yeah, not recording. Full stop. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you very much, Kev. Private eyes are watching you. Hello, everyone. Sorry about that. How are you? So what happened is OBS shit the bed and crashed. So we were going to plow through the streaming issues thinking the internet would catch up to us, but then we had to stop the record anyway, so we're back to it. Mm. So privatize what we're Privatize. Privatize our way we're continuing on it. If you haven't read this book, I highly recommend you do it, especially because you can do it for free. Right. Totally Panel, legally. Panelsyndicate.com. Which I love. First off, Brian K. Vaughn right. is just magic. I, everything is, not everything this dude does, but the majority of the stuff this dude does, I am all fucking about. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what have I read? I don't know if I've read stuff, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I've read everything he's ever done, but I don't, I mean, Saga and Paper Girls are among some yeah, of my favorite things. Yeah, I'm saying, Paper Girls, I'm a little, like, Well, it's because you're wrong and on. an idiot. And no, I tell you every volume week one is good, but like, it's you're, kinda, okay. you're good. You can just tell it's just gonna open and end. Shut we up, We talked Kevin. about that weeks ago. What? Anyways, the, the, what I like is there's a meta nature to this. I like that they use Panel Syndicate, which is their own yeah. uh, distribution platform. They also, the he did the Walking Dead. Uh, spinoff. Right. Well, that was all part of this, right? The way they described. That was kind me. of like the, one of the follow-ups to this. When they exactly. So when they sat down, and you know, he talks about this at the, in the, his end letter of the collected edition here. With when he sat down with Marcos, the the guy who draws it or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, I want to do this thing, and I want, and it's about privacy, and it's about a world without internet." He's like, "Well, let's just put it up as only online. You can yeah. only get it online." And now it exists physically, but at because, the time, that was a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, of course. And the reason it exists physically is because over at Image and Skybound and Rob. Robert Kirkman, we're like, we want this book. Please let us publish this book. What do we need to do? And he's like, all right, I'll let you publish a book, but I get to write a Walking Dead. And yeah. like, all right, he did Walking Dead Alien. That's right, which that's is right. Fucking awesome. It and is. Another book I think you can get for free. You can. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, Panel yeah. Syndicate. It's a, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. You can. It's Name Your Price, which is uh, a model kind of revolutionized by Radiohead back in the day uh, with their, I think it's their last album. Um, but I loved it, and I, I paid money for it, even though I didn't have to. Exactly. That was, yeah, that was the same thing I did, too. I mean, like, you can name your price and get it for zero want, bucks, and that's what you got, but it's also always awesome to go and toss a few bucks, especially when it's something as, as recommended as highly as you recommended it, and then also the fact that everybody had said it. But that's what I, I you know, I like to try to throw bucks people's What a fucking cool world, though. Like, I think my favorite thing about the book is the character designs, and yeah. just all the, since they all have to have masks and stuff, and they have avatars, people look fucking creepy. Like, yeah. some of the masks are super damn weird, and I love that. And I think my favorite character, and it's an easy thing to say, but it's the grandpa. It is the old dude. Oh, grandpa, dude. yeah, because he's us. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Us in this it's, there's this character that is this old dude that is from our era that is used to all this stuff, and it ha- it's been stripped away from him, and he's never been the same since. And I love it because he's just this old dude with a bunch of tattoos, and it's like, that's what old people are going to look like. Right, right, right. <laughs> you right. know, like... Our generation. Our generation. Jeff Ramsey's going to look like that. Jeff R- Ramsey. That's him right there. Yeah. Being a monster. And he's like, he's addicted. He keeps talking about uh, back in the day of iPods and, you know... He's trying to play video games, games and he wants to play online. And yeah, yeah, he yeah, wants to do all these different things. Really cool story. And that was the funny... I mean, there's so many great little things in there of like... It's, it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Like when his character... When Grandpa gets introduced, the, you're like, oh, oh, he's us. He's our yeah. generation right now. I get that. That's really interesting. And then later on when they're like talking about like, oh, they're using the smartphone device. No, nobody knows what it is. We have to get to the lab. And he's like, it's a Zune. Like yeah. it's like that's a dated reference, obviously from the book, but it's also a really cool one. In yeah. terms of like that's a funny one, and like nobody knew that, and how to jump in and use the i, and nobody knows how to use an iPad or how to charge it, and all these different things. I mean, I just think that the the story itself is such a great idea, of this idea of the the cloud bursting and all the secrets being out there, and because we've it's it's all the conspiracy theorists are just like oh we're Facebook knows everything. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's that coming to fruition. It's that actually becoming an issue. And I love that it affects everybody. It's like everyone has something to hide that is now public information. And everybody has gave into that desire to look up the things they don't want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is the coolest part about it because it's just, that's so real uh, of human nature. Uh, if the information's there, you're gonna look. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like, that's shitty. <laughs> But it's 
real. For me, it was the, the idea of like I understand what they're doing, but I just didn't under I don't totally vibe with the whole we're wearing masks in public thing. I feel like uh, for me, the cloud bursting all of our information out there, us knowing all the shit about each other, wouldn't it be just everybody knows everything? So are we really trying to go back to hiding everything and shit like that? Like well, whatever, I, it's mutual destruction. I, I you're right, but I think that the the point of it, and obviously it is an extended metaphor because sure, it's yeah. like who I agree with you. It's like no, like I wouldn't wear a mask. Although yeah. who knows if everyone else was? Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that's just the reality, and like you kind of. Society, you want to be part of society. You know, yeah, you want to yeah. be like everyone else. And I think that it comes down to just without the internet, people are still seeking that that way to be themselves, which is actually pretending to be someone else. My whole thing with it was just like it was. Such, it's a weird one of just I don't understand. You're leaving your house with the mask on, so then everybody knows where you live and stuff already. Like I just don't. What are you hiding? People already know then that the fish face is dating this one or married to this one. It was just like. It's just a new identity that comes, I feel like, with the same bullshit. Yeah. But I guess in the fact that there is no internet, it's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's that also, I feel like, the fact that people have multiple costumes. You sure, know, but same thing. Personalities. It's, like, it's you, like, you see your neighbors, you would know what they're doing and what they're getting into. You could change somewhere. You wouldn't know. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I'm with you. I don't get me wrong. It's just one of those ones that, for me, it threw me a bit. I love the book. Yeah. The book was I mean, a lot I, of fun. I, I agree with you that I, I feel like I enjoyed the concept of the story more than I actually enjoyed the story because it lost me in a couple of bits where I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, it is just a film noir style story, which is predictable. And that is, you know, there's a, a skeleton to what that means. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm kind of just along for the ride, but the world is so great, such a great concept that I highly recommend it, and I, it's one of those things where I want more, but I'm happy we're never gonna get more. Yeah, I definitely don't want a sequel perfect. to it, I don't, I mean, this is, this is literally what I'm always arguing for with comics, right, of like, talented creator, and it's, or talented writer and a talented artist get together and make a book, and this is their story, and this is their vision, and it's done, and it's out. And we, I don't need Private Eye 2, I don't need to come yeah. back in this world. I kinda wish that the villain, whose name is French and I can't pronounce, but we'll call him De Gaulle, yeah. I wish he would've succeeded. Uh-huh. I, that's what I was hoping for, I thought it was going to be, he gets the satellite up into the air and yeah, internet's back, and what does that mean, and what, do people care, are they into it? Like, cause Mel, the girl, the, girl, the mm. teen, right, the sophomore in high school, she doesn't care, she thinks it's stupid, and, this, and it's gonna, she says all the propaganda, you know, according to Grandpa, all the propaganda about like, you know, well it'll actually make us less connected and stupider and easier to manipulate, when yeah. they're already being manipulated by the press, which is now the fourth estate, which is what it's always been called, but it's funded by the government. Government. Which is fucking awesome. I mean, that's yeah. another thing that's just so cool that now journalists are the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. They have guns, they act like cops, they run around and do that and stuff. Shmira says, I've never seen my neighbors. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> well, we all live in like, well, you live in, we all live in like apartment buildings for, I mean, like you're in a, yeah. house, a multi-level house with stuff, but it's apartments. I think it's easier to see people probably in San Francisco, but they're yeah, living true. in LA, that's what I'm saying, mm. where it is like as busy and crazy as that is, as that yeah. is, everything is there, you would feel like everybody would know everybody. Well, anyways, I love it. You guys should all read it. Let us know in the comments below what you think about it. Greg, do we have a pick for this week? Uh, the required reading for next week? Oh, well, what required reading is gonna be? A graphic novel everyone can read and enjoy mm -hmm. together and talk about it. And did, it, have, did anybody say anything interesting in here about Promenade? They're talking. They're all hung up on their neighbors right now. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, hey, chat. I don't have one off the top of my head. Do you have one you want to do? No. Nah. I say we let the chat do it. I like. Okay. I like. I okay. want to get into something new. Okay. So chat here on Twitch.tv such kind of funny games. I need to know what graphic novel we're all reading for required reading to read for next week. All right. Yes. Yeah. Skeet Street Player says the Zoom yeah. reference was the best. Hell yeah. All right. Got it. A lot of people are saying they got to read this. Oh, at Ryan D Boss says McDonald's scene is my favorite page. When she puts the bag on her head. That was the other thing too, is I wanted them to go into more detail about the bracelet. And I understand mm. she's underage so that she can't wear masks. But again, doesn't that, kids are always gonna talk about their parents. I just, it's whatever. It's a fun world, I shouldn't think too hard on it. Yeah. I, I liked Private Eye, I enjoyed it. I think everybody should read it. I wasn't like, Whoa, it didn't blow me away. But I had a great time with it and loved yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay, hold on. Well, now people are, now it's, I'm still trying to go back here. Old Man Ramsey, got him right. Yeah, 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 okay, cool. So here we go. Mm. People are yelling out, I killed giants. Oh, oh, a lot of people are recommending that. Let's do that. Okay, we, I'm giving credit to, you know, I'm giving it, Bebop underscore Fox. Bebop Baru. I kill giants, all 
in caps, that's who I'm giving the advice to. So I'm gonna open up Comixology over here. Put in I Kill Giants. Everybody, we're reading I Kill Giants. I don't Volume know one. I can say it. Is it? Is, I don't know. Well, that, yeah, that's why I want to know more. I want to know more about it before I do everything else. What's your pick in terms of things out this week? What's on your pull list? Uh, so the only on my pull list, and this is this is a weird one, going back. Uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, I'm in full Sonic mania right now, Greg. You are in Sonic you did, mania. You, you will know. not shut up about Sonic, I, which I, I appreciate. Not, I will not. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. The Sonic Archie comics, like, I think we talked about this a little bit at some point, uh, are done. IDW is going to make new Sonic comics. What's crazy about this is that Sonic the Hedgehog was the longest-running American comic ever without ever having another issue number one. It okay. went for almost 300 issues, and now it's over. Everyone's sad. It had a weird run. Is everyone sad? Oh, a lot of people are sad. Okay. I mean, the Sonic comics were a, a big thing to that fandom. Um, there was some ups, there was some downs, there was some really so weird shit going on. So there are a lot of downs on. if we're being serious. Uh, with the Sonic comics? Yeah. No, nah, I don't know, I'm just talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. I should, really I should be rude. Uh, Joey, I'm adding in the I Kill Giants uh, link to the very top page there. If you want to sh toss that up on the doc. Uh, but so, what, I'm, what I want to do is, a couple years ago, I think it was, I don't remember when, it was maybe his 15th anniversary, 20th anniversary or some shit. Yeah. They did a Sonic Genesis run, where there was four issues that covered the story of the, the original games, and I was like, I want to read that. Okay. And then I never did. Okay. So, this week, in honor of the Archie comics being dead, I'm going to read that shit. The Archie comics being dead? Mm-hmm. The Archie Sonic comics. Gotcha. Just making sure I'm caught up on what's happening here. I Kill Giants, it's seven issues. You can get the trade paperback on Comixology for ten bucks. It's at a discount. That's nice. Uh, I'm glad that's your pick. Let me. I, here's what I'm, I'm looking through right now on the Comixology on my pull list. And I'm seeing a lot of good stuff already, all right? Yeah. There's a new Miss Marvel out. Fantastic. There's a new Action Comics app. Fantastic. I'm down for all that. I think I see what my pick is, but hold on. I don't want to do it yet. I want to. Yeah. Uh, Power Rangers, uh, or I'm sorry, Justice League Power Rangers number five is out. That's, that's interesting. I fell off. I got to catch up. I've given up on that. So you gave up on it? Yeah. Was it just not good? I just don't really like it. Okay. Is it because you hate the Justice League? Uh, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah? No, I'm joking. Oh. I just, eh. Just it not, wasn't as good as the Batman Ninja Turtles. That's true. All right, then, yeah. What I'm p giving my pick to is Mr. Miracle number one. I've heard a lot of good about this Mr. Miracle okay. reboot. Okay. It seems interesting. Uh, from the team behind the Sheriff of Babylon and the Hugo Award-nominated writer of Vision comes a unique take on one of Jack Kirby's most beloved new gods. Scott Free is the greatest escape artist that ever lived, so great that he escaped Granny Goodness's gruesome orphanage and the dangers of Apocalypse to travel across galaxies and set up a new life on Earth with his wife and former female Fury known as Big Barda. Using the stage alter ego of Mr. Miracle, he has made a career for himself showing off his acrobatic escape techniques. He even caught the attention of the Justice League, which counted him among his ranks. You might say Scott Free has everything, so why isn't it enough for him? Mr. Miracle has mastered every illusion, achieved every stunt, pulled off every trick except one. He has never escaped death. Is it even possible? Our hero is going to have to kill himself to find out why. Okay. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff. That sounds cool. Yeah. Let's read some tips, Greg. How about you read me some tips? I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you some tips. Thank you. Melissa with the Y says, "Hi Tim and Nick and Greg. Getting more involved in the community has been extremely fulfilling as of recently, and it's been great. Lots of love to all the kind of funny and the kind of funny best friends. Hell yeah! With a little heart. Melissa with the Y, the unsung hero of the Names? Twitch chat during oh. uh, Attack on Titan. So oh, she's just there. Me and Nick have a whole bunch of questions because we're stupid and not following sure. along. Sure, of course, well. of course. And she's just always there with the answers, letting us know what's up." Shout out to you, Melissa, with a Y. Stotzi says, Happy Comic Wednesday. It's been a rough... It's been rough taking summer classes and working full-time at 20, but your content inspires me and gets me through every day. Thank you all, and shout out to Big Kept Dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. Big Kept Dog over there. Shout out to you. LV Gary says, You guys coming to Vegas for Kevin's party? Hey. Let me, a local, show you what's up. We'll make the hangover look like softcore porn. Jesus It'll God. be crazy. I appreciate that. And I get what you're trying to say, but like, the Hangover is even more tame than softcore porn. So they're gonna upgrade the Hangover. It's not a big deal. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, all the same, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. Nick's got a whole thing planned out. You can hear about it on two weeks from now. Game Over Greg's yeah. show. <laughs> but yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff planned out that he's got down. So we don't want to get in the way of that. It's it, gonna be get crazy. Get him all mad. Uh, Harry the Bozo says, Nick slash Kevdog, have you seen season four of Silicon Valley? What do you think? I thought it was good, but I feel the show has ran its course. Kind of hoping season five's the last one. 
I uh, I enjoyed it. The ending got really, really dark in a way I didn't like. Mm. Uh, it really is just... It's doing the same thing over and over. Where It's like, hey, this episode, everything's starting out okay. Nope, everything's gone to hell. The next episode, hey, we fixed everything. It's really... It's cyclical. Yeah, the same shit and, over and, and over. It's just, I'm getting tired of it. Um, I did finish I'm season four. I'm getting tired of it. I finished it too, so now I'm totally caught up. And my thing is, I feel the quality of the jokes are just as funny as ever. It's true. The yeah. story just isn't interesting anymore. Right. But right, the right, characters right. are hilarious, and like, it's still worth watching because it's still funny. Yeah. But it's just not great anymore. So the thing uh, with T.J. Miller, like, what an awful way to oh, God. It, like get rid of that character. And it's granted, well, they, the door how, open. Well, how they get rid of him? We said? Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers yeah. for... Right, I'm, spoilers. Never, I'm never gonna watch the movie. Uh, he goes off to get um, the, like, the CEO of Huli out of, like, a Tibetan, like, Prison. monastery. Monastery. <laughs> and on their way back, he stops at, um... What is it called? Opium Den. And the that guy was, just gives them a ton of money, and they're like, well, this will hold him here for, for like, five years. And he's like, great. And he just leaves. And he's, so just, he's just, like... Stoned... On opiums. Oh, five years. It, yeah, it's really sad. It's though. dumb. It's, it's what really he wants. That's how. It's how he wanted. It's, it's definitely what he wanted. not what he wanted. What he, wanted. he made it clear that that's not what he wanted to do. I mustache Ben P says, "Hey boys." It's like Saga. Who? Prince Robot. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I haven't gotten there yet. I'm yeah, you have. I'm There's really... no way you're that far behind. That was like a while back. Really? Yeah. It's like volume two. Prince Robot in the sex thing where he sits there and the, the lady's like, it's really not our business to usually, I'm spoiling parts of Saga. You should all know this week. How many times, where she comes and she's like, it's really against our protocol to tell you, but your son's been kidnapped. He's like, I have a son. Remember, he's been in the drug haze that entire time. Like, yeah, your wife's dead. And he just fucking blasts them and then goes out to find his kid. Fucking love Saga. Uh, mustache Ben P says, hey boys, who's your fi- who has your favorite origin story? I've been reading more comics than ever as of late, thanks to you. And after brushing up some past DC, I firmly believe the Robins are mine. Mm-hmm. Re- Squirrel Girls, pretty good. What is her origin story? I mean, it's just the... She got bit uh, by a squirrel, I don't know. The, uh, the Justice League, uh, <laughs> the Greater Lakes or whatever it's called. Oh, no. Great Lake Avengers? Yeah, Great Lake Avengers. We need to do that as a required reading because that's just such a fun read. Required reading but, this week, I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants. Giants. It's up right there. Joey Noel can show it to you at any time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so boring to say, but honestly, Batman and Spider-Man are the best origin stories. I feel like at the end of the day, like when you look at Spider-Man, the poetic justice of him letting the guy run past uh, and like not stopping him and he goes and kills Uncle Ben, it's like, come on. That's just... Sure. Perfect. I mean, aren't most classic superheroes really... I mean, Superman's good. He's shot down here, raised salt of the earth America and he, you know, wants to be good by people. I think, I mean, that's the thing. I can't think of the last origin story I read and I was like, wow. I would argue the Robins aren't that great. With all due respect, Dick Grayson, sure. Then like Jason Todd, like all right, all right. And then like uh, Tim Drake, who I love, of course, he just figures it out, and then he has to do it and hide it from his dad for a while. But his dad kind of got like, what dad's just like, oh yeah, go fuck around with Bruce Wayne all the time. That sounds great. Damian Wayne's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ground dog, final tip. We're calling it. That's not right. Brad Eric Murphy says, five years ago today, Greg told the world about his big diagnosis. I was afraid for him, but the strength and positivity with which he carried himself showed me how I could handle adversity. Thanks, Greg. No problem. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you. Five years. If you're going to PAX, you should go to the panel. I'm bummed I can't go. I want to film. I wanna, are we, gonna, we need to talk about hiring somebody to film it. Yeah. Because I'd like to have like a good video of that to put up on YouTube. Because I'm, I'm trying for something special here. Good. I, mean, good, I got good, ideas good. for yeah, special. Yeah. When is the panel? Sunday at 5 o'clock of PAX weekend. Yeah. We're going to be in Hawaii. Hawaii. You'll and be the final tip of the day from Ground Dog. Tim, just bought a ring for my girl of three years. Any quick tips on making the proposal extra special? Honestly, it's the same advice I, get, I would give anybody. Like, just focus on her. Make sure that it's what she wants. Think about what she would want from a proposal. Don't try to go extra big because you want to go extra big. Don't do any of that stuff unless she wants that. Think about her. She is the focus. Like, know her. And if she says, like, hey, don't do it in front of a crowd, but she doesn't mean it, you know? Do it on a bridge and have fishing line tied to the ring. Oh my god. And then do it and then fumble it and toss it over the side. And be like, I got it. Ah. You're marrying a jokester. It's time for PSL, this best friend, XOXO. You can go to kindofunny.com slash best friend to nominate someone in the community doing dope shit, just like John Hayes did. John Hayes is shouting out M. 
Chari. He goes by Mike. He goes by Mike. Mike. Shout out to Mike. Now here's the thing. Well, I'm going to read this first. Originally met Mike through Sean Boland's Twitch chat Uh. and have become good friends with him since. He has a real love for what he does and is a great addition to the KF community through his creativity and positivity. He also has made some dope films and has even let me be involved in some of them. All around great guy. I remember meeting Mike at PAX East. In Boston. The original PAX East. The first one ever. first ever. Yeah, he was at the first ever Game Over Greggy show panel which is amazing, and we did a group shot, and that was the group shot that I used to show off the community in Kind of Funny Live 1 in the intro video. You're front and center in that, Mike, and I appreciate that. So thank you. Remember, kindoffunny.com slash best friend to nominate someone to do cool shit. It's time for the giveaway. Okay. How could they win, Greg? Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen, it's so easy to win. Every day here on the Kind of Funny Morning Show, we give away a video game. How do you win? It's simple. Be in the Twitch chat like so many of you are right now on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. However... There are three other ways to win. You can amplify your chances, do them all. It's great. Amplify. <laughs> if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, so why not come over and give us your free Twitch Prime subscription or just subscribe to us on Twitch. If you subscribe to us on Twitch, you do not need to be in the Twitch chat to win. You're automatically entered. Plus, you get the kind of funny logo next to your name. Cool emotes. Private chat time with us. You get to play multiplayer games with me when I play multiplayer games with people. Destiny's coming up, ain't it, Andy? Woo! Destiny! Yeah, Also, you get the show ad-free unless we bake them in. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny or patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give us two bucks over there. You're automatically entered every time we give away anything here. Plus, you get the $1 perks. You can watch the podcast as we record it. Get shows early like Cooking with Greggy will be. Or just have the knowledge that you're supporting us and making all this happen. And we appreciate you so goddamn much. It's true. All those benefits are yours, damn whether damn. you're on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, mm-hmm. podcast services, mm-hmm. youtube.com slash kindoffunny, mm-hmm. all the other things. Mm-hmm. Today's winner is Tori Haynes. Bow, 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 bow. Where's, where's Tori Haynes You have won City Skylines on Xbox One. Where is Tori Patreon.com slash kind of funny game. I was asking Tim, not Joey. Joey's doing her own thing over there. She's running the show. So I knew. Thank you, Joey. You're doing a great job. Now it's time for the old three and three. The Moriarty three and three. Three (laughs) non-sub questions, three sub questions. Then we roll into kind of funny games daily. Initially, AW says going to start calling Andy Pop Rocks. Okay. Let's go. Um, I like, I've been trying to do a thing where I just read comments sometimes that aren't just questions. Because people okay. say some funny shit. Oh, they say really they funny say stuff. They say really yeah. funny shit. Uh, Dirtbag Tim is forming, says Soul Porpoise. Dirtbag Tim is close, but he, he will not be making an appearance today. He's not making his full form today. Mm-hmm. Dirtbag Tim? You saw him. The hat and you the sunglasses. Oh, I wasn't here that day. Oh. Strike 7 says, what's up with the giveaway today? Just, just did it. Just gave it away. Strike seven. City Skylands, which is coming to PlayStation 4 next week, which is when I'm going to get into Gatorade, get hype mode about it. Gatorade, get hyped. Let's see. Schmeier says, I like the hair, Tim. Well, it's going away. When are you getting a haircut? Today. Oh, that's why it's like this? Yep. I need one bad, but I just can't ever find the fucking time to go yeah, get it. Yeah, I'm just, just making sure. I've thought, when am I, but when do I have time to just go downstairs, Kevin? Right now, get up. What are you doing? I got another show to do, motherfucker. Scott Dog says, Tim, have you watched Disney's Gravity Falls? It's a cool show. No. Yeah, you guys quit fucking around. You know what's happening? What's up? Andrew it's Andrew and fired up. <laughs> uh, Ryan Santilli says, Tim, I can't stop eating hot Cheetos. Well, That's a big problem. you should go to New York on August 15th through 17th. You hear about this? What the fuck does that have to do with it? The first, the biggest news story of the day. Great. There's a Cheeto restaurant. What? Yeah. Uh, X Moda says, should I feel bad for eating KFC? Nah. Shout out to KFC. Well, not, like, uh, let's get into sub-only chat now, please. Do you know how to do that, or is it something I gotta do? Uh, I usually just say it, and then, and then I just, happens. I just You're read. Only I only read the sub. Oh, questions. but then it doesn't. No, you gotta, you gotta show. Is there a difference? You gotta torture people. Now only subs can ch- comment. Mm. So this is always a chance to talk shit about the people who were here before and might still be here, but aren't subs. Uh, really nostalgic. Nostalgic Ninja says, Tim, which comic series is better for someone that watched when he was a kid but doesn't have but doesn't know much of the lore? Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles? Uh, there's less Power Rangers out right now, so it's kind of easy to just get it all done. But Ninja Turtles is better for IDW. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Cool 2 says, Tim and Greg, what is your favorite pair of shoes that you've ever had? Um, I'm going to say... 
my military force. Converse high tops, but the pairs. Converse Chuck twos. Mm. They got better soles. They last longer too. They're a better investment than the Converse V ones I've been wearing my entire life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. But the military fours, that blue, ooh, it's just too hot. Too hot. You ever think about Air Force Ones? Um, I, I do think about them. Air I was Force a big fan ones. of them for a while. Never again. I'll never wear Air Force Ones. Why is again. that? Why would you never do it again? I just don't like the bottom. They're too thick. I'm, a, I'm more of a Jordan guy or a Dunk guy. These Air Forces. Dunkin' Roos? Dunkin' Roos. Uh, I need to give me to so then the cats, 06 says Space Jam 11s all day. Love Space Jams, just got my first pair a couple months ago. Very <laughs> stoked about that. But my problem is they break too easily. The gel comes off, it's a whole fucking you're disaster. Not, not and it costs way that. too much money for that. Sure, sure. And then final thing of the day. I want a good one. Do it, find a good one. Don't find any crap. Throw the crap out. Waiting for a good one. Looking for a good one. Kind of funny. Kind of funny games daily up next. Panzer G2 says, Tim and Greg, will we see Cheetos recipes on Cooking with Greggy? Not season one. No. I need to work on that if I'm going to do that. Because I had done the, of course, hot Cheetos encrusted buffalo wings. And they just tasted like Cheeto crusted buffalo wings. They didn't have any of the hot. I got to figure it out. But I just saw Josh Elkin make hot Cheeto donuts. Did you see this? No. See, some people need to be stuck. Stick with me, because it's not what you think it is, and it's fucking, it sounds awesome. What he did is, he took little uh, donut tins, right? Put mozzarella cheese in there. Baked that enough to melt them. Brought them out, put two halves together, put them in the fridge, brought them out, then battered them in the egg, put them in the hot Cheetos crushed up, deep fried them, pulled them out, then took nacho cheese and made the little drizzles across oh, okay. them. So it's just it's just a hot Cheeto. It's a mozzarella stick hot Cheeto. It's fucking, All what right. a great, All what right. a man. What a man. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Morning Show. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for Kind of Funny Games Daily with Andrea Renee and Greg Miller. I'll see you guys tomorrow. But now you're going to read subs and stuff, right? Yeah. And Twitch. People. I think Joey's going to do that. Oh, Joey doesn't know? Oh, okay. She has that sweet, sultry oh, voice. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.